Welcome to the Sam Dean Podcast, where we talk about life uncensored. Today on the show, I have Alicia Munden, founder of Dash Health and Wellness. Our show is sponsored by Van Zant Coffee, the best tasting, locally roasted coffee you can get. We sell it online at www.vanzantcoffee.com. And uh, you can get it at CrossFit Van Zant, both locations, Canton, Texas, or Athens, Texas. Our show is also sponsored by Alicia's company, Dash Health and Wellness. Um, get Look her up on Facebook or Instagram, Alicia Munden, and she can help you with weight loss. So thank you very much for listening. Here is Alicia Munden. All right. Hello, everybody. Hey, Alicia. Hey, Sam. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Move your mic up by your mouth a okay. little bit. Take the, the strap off of it right there. Oh, there we and go. And then just move it a little closer. Now say something. Okay. All right. I think we're good now. Good. All right. So we almost made this mistake. I want to have somebody over to do the podcast. Of course, we're at Van Zant Coffee right now. But we talk and tell some funny stories before we even get on the mic. So we waste them. Okay. You know, so that's a mistake I usually make. So I was like, well, let's get it. Let's get this thing started. You want to get serious like uh, well, right now? Well, I don't, we don't have to get serious. I'm just saying I just wanted to hit the record button so we could cap- capture some of the stuff we were talking about. Oh, I got you. I got you. Don't miss a thing. Yeah. Don't miss a thing. All right. Um, tell me about Dash Health and Wellness briefly, and then we're going to go back. Okay. And I want to know everything from the beginning and then I want to know and there's no time limit today so okay so Dash Health and Wellness came about whenever we um, well we were on a journey to get healthy mm-hmm. and stay in a wellness lifestyle um, but the reason why we called it Dash is because I live next door to a cemetery <laughs> and I was walking out there one day it's really beautiful out there and I was walking one day and I saw I mean, you know, they have like these old, old um, monuments and it said, you know, 19, whatever, I'm going to say 1886 Mm -hmm. dash, whatever, 1900. So the reason why we called it dash health and wellness is because I said, really that dash, it really, I mean, it does matter when you're born. It does matter when you die. But what counts is the matter, is the dash. Yeah. So that's it. Make it count. Make the make the dash count. So whatever you're passionate about or whatever your journey is, uh, ours just has to be health and happens to be health and wellness because that's where we have um, we've gotten our greatest victories and our biggest struggles. Mm-hmm. So that is why we we just make this life count because here's the reality: we get one one life. Yep. So that's how it came about. And actually, it is an LLC. We just filed that within the last six months so <laughs> we're formally known as justin and alicia munden <laughs> <laughs> yep. um so anyway but we did have to come up with a name and that was so fitting so one i even have had pictures taken out at the cemetery you know well by the dash that's cool i mean yeah. i like it yeah it's so true that, i mean that you get one life to live you might as well do everything you want to do with no regrets. Um, but you have to take care of yourself to, to do those things that you want to do. Right. Because if you don't, you this life will be robbed 
from you. That's what I like to say. It's robbed from you, even though you, even though it's your choice. Yeah. You know, you can you can make it or break it. And I'm not talking about trauma and things like that. You know, obviously that happened, mm-hmm. but um, we make choices every day uh, to to be proactive or reactive in that dash. So, what do you guys help people with? Well, I would say that my wheelhouse is mainly emotional behavior. Um, that's a, that'll be another part of the story mm-hmm. uh, that I'll share. Um, in 2018, Justin and I um, found ourselves in a really dark place uh, physically. We have been we have been obese. I I don't remember not being obese. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one daughter. Uh, she is 26, and um, and I've been obese since she was born. So 26 years. And uh, 2018. Um, I did go to a, a physician here in town and um, thinking, you know, my anthem was that I was just, I was a really healthy, overweight girl. That That's what I would say, which makes zero sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But um, so I went to the doctor and discovered that I had some issues, uh, cardio issues. And, um, and so I ended up with a cardio echocardiogram yeah mm-hmm. and uh it resulted in a few things that were on a friend of mine's autopsy report at 36 and so I, it was reality to me i thought yeah. this is <laughs> so and she told me it's a hundred percent weight related yeah you have total control over this so in 2018 uh, i reached out to a friend of mine who had been successful with weight loss um and i just we we connected she helped me, but mainly it was the emotional behavior behind the obesity. That what we know is that that has the most to do with obesity, yes. the emotional It's part. emotional, yes. So 70% of Americans are obese. Yes. Um, it's not simply just you like the taste of <laughs> snack food or whatever. No. It's not. No, no, no. Actually... Uh, it, it becomes such a, a mental issue, and I, I, say, I say that lightly just sitting here, but truly it really is. Like, you know, like if you're on a binge because of emotional, it's just like, I, I, or alcohol, you know, if, if you're on it, it's like there's no stopping point. Mm-hmm. So where a normal meal or a normal snack would be satisfied because you would just be simply using it for fuel and just moving on, it's like it you on that binge, like there's no like it's sensor like there's no stopping point you just keep going like your your physical body really can't even hold what you're putting in Mm -hmm. but yet you're doing it because your mind is taking over your body at the time and that emotional behavior is is just you know it it continues and then you know if you're let's just say you have really 10 bad days so you're binging 10 bad days what it results over years yeah it's a third of a month yeah as, as is, you know, it's so funny. You can change just a few habits mm-hmm. and, and and be on the flip side. And in 10, you know, a third of the month, you could do good things, not binging, pouring, your, you know, pouring things into your body that's, uh, you know, fuel. Yeah. And, and you can see a change, just 10 days. Just like you see one in just 10 days on the opposite side. So that's how, that's how mm-hmm. we came to an awareness is because we were almost desperate. It wasn't because we wanted to change. Mm-hmm. Well, we wanted to change. We just didn't have 
tools or I think we operate in such a scarcity mindset and just really not knowing what to do afraid of change um you know we just didn't do it but we trusted somebody and so we reached out to her and she helped us through um she gave us a, a few tools through a company but then after that like you know we we just started edifying uh ourselves and learning about health and wellness working out uh crossfit all the things you can say it yeah (laughs) You're doing wonderful at CrossFit. So you. you and Justin, so how much weight have you lost? 215 pounds combined. Mm-hmm. I lost 100 pounds. He lost 115. Yeah. So you've lost 100 pounds. Uh-huh. He's lost 115. Right. So our, we ma- ha- we our mattress was like, see, you don't need a new one. <laughs> mattress. <laughs> mattress. See, you don't like, need a new mattress. You. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, but... It, it's funny, it's, but true. And, you know, we have, well, you obviously know, you you do CrossFit at, in Athens at CrossFit Van Zant South. And uh, I get all kinds of people in, mm-hmm. you know, and I get really fit people in that think they know more than I do, which is possible. I don't know everything. I get obese people in, which 70% of America is obese, so I expect to have obese people. We've had people lose over 100 pounds in our gym, you know, a few people. Um, but a lot of times we try to f- we try to document what folks are truly eating right. first. And I have to tell you, a lot of people I've asked, and Ashley and I talk about it sometimes, but they're like, well, I eat, I eat pretty healthy. You know, I eat like a lot of salads and baked chicken and broccoli and I just want to say, no, no, you don't. Yeah. You know, at some point, you might eat that stuff too, but at some point, you're you're making a, a bad decision. Right. And I know they're ashamed to tell somebody like me that, which they shouldn't be, because that's what I do for a living. That's why I hear it all the time, and um, and it sucks to admit that. But it's really they may not know that they're actually doing it, or they don't want to believe that they're binging on on bad foods. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I would say, um, talk, I think that's whenever I had a shift and change, is whenever I really had to take ownership of my behavior. Mm-hmm. I really, I struggle with that. Um, if I cry, don't, don't let it scare you. Okay. <laughs> but I really struggled with that, you know. I'm don't re- let it scare you if okay. I start crying because okay. you're crying. Okay. Well, um, it's because whenever I was going through those changes, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I was scared because I, I really did think I was going to die. I mean, my friend did. And and so, um, you know, like, that was that was the motivation at the time. That really wasn't my why, uh, but it was my motivation at the time. Um, I never, I, I, I knew I had a mind shift change even with that motivation because I was, it suddenly became about health and not about a family picture or vacation. Mm-hmm. And even though I had always been obese, like I always, I mean, I would fight for it for a little bit and then binge, something would happen or, you know, my, and I'll go into deeper into that, but mentally I would go somewhere else and then I would fight, you know, mm-hmm. and then I would fight my way back to uh, unhealthy and then I would fight my way back to healthy. And, you know, so I would try to, I never really finished it off though. And it's because I never really, um, I never dealt with issues. You know, 
Um, I've been reading a book right now, and it's called, um, I don't even know what it's called, but it's by Craig Rochelle. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about, um, you know, you, you can't define what you, what you don't know. You know, you can't, you can't defeat it if you don't define it. And so that was my, I suddenly became about health. But what my struggle was at first was I was really like, I mean, I've never, I drink wine, but I've never like, I've never drank where I, where I thought about it, you know, all the time. Yeah. And like, I wasn't binging. So then I was like consuming in my head about drinking. I wasn't drinking, but like my mind was there or overspending or, I mean, like I, there was, you know, you had to have some vice or something, something to fill the void of not right. Not the food, not the behavior. And so I just continued to press in and continue to press in because don't forget, I thought I was going to die. So I knew if I didn't press in, like my options was a CPAP machine and I ain't, I ain't doing it. (laughs) Just doing it now. I, you know, if I had to, even mm-hmm. now, I, if I had to, I would. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I'm not doing that. And and part of that was is that I was not going to take ownership of all of this to fit. Or people can't see me moving my hands. Mm-hmm. I, ca- I wasn't going to take ownership of all of my behaviors to fix. I mean that that's where my that's where my obesity came from. And it's been losing weight was super easy. It really was. Now, I mean, I had bad days, but I'm talking like it was really easy. Going through personal development from 40 years or 40, yeah, mm-hmm. over 40, that is not easy. And every every day, I mean, we, I, w- I was telling Boog this morning, I was like, we, I speak affirmations over myself every single day. I walk, I walk in this gym. So my new affirmation this week, because of CrossFit Games was, Alicia, you are going to be really good at that pull-up. So today you're going to be exceptional at negatives. Mm-hmm. So I constantly tell myself that stuff. And my dogs are really positive because I'm home by myself a lot. Yeah. So, so I speak to the dogs all the time too. I'm like, you're a great dog today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not going to ground anybody today because you're a great dog. You know, anyway, it sounds silly, but it really is. It's truthful. You start speaking those things over your life. It's biblical also. You start believing it. It's, oh, I do it all the time. And you start believing it. And so um, the, the getting the weight off was easy. But continuing to press in and personal development, and, and something always comes up. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Like um, when I first started coming here, you know, I, I cherry-picked a wad a lot workout of the day if you don't know mm-hmm. what that is i just i learned that you oh. only came to the ones that you were comfortable coming to it's it that's what that means yes and so in um in july i'd been here since november i think in july this past year uh, i'm i just said this is no more for me i will come five days a week i don't unless i'm out of town but I don't care what it says. The things that you don't like to do in workouts are the things that you need the most. Yes. Those are the things that are going to advance your fitness level. I agree. But you talk about the self-talk, the affirmations and stuff. Like I did that in the Army. I'd still do it to this day. If I do something that's really hard, I'm telling myself this is easy and I'm laughing. Right. I'm trying to laugh at it. Just because it takes my mind off you know being being hard or whatever yeah. and it makes it go a little better and it helps people around you, you know? i agree 
I agree. We, you know, in cold water or whatever we would be doing in the army or in the rain, carrying a hundred pounds and just sucking, hungry, and we just start laughing about something. It's just like, yeah, you just for that second, it takes your mind off because you can start talking yourself neck down. You know, if you get if you get negative, and you can talk yourself into quitting. You know. Oh, for sure. Like my whole life. And ever <laughs> and everyone wants to quit. Everybody that's quit something wants somebody to quit with them. Right. So you see these people coming over and start negative talking, and they're trying to get somebody to quit with them because they don't want to quit by themselves. Right. Which is a great thing about CrossFit, is you know, at nine o'clock or whenever you come to work out, you usually work out at six a.m. But you come in there, you're gonna there's gonna be three or four people in there that are gonna do the warm up. I'm going to talk about the workout and you're going to do it no matter what. We're all going to do it unless something, you know, unless the power gets shut off, we're still probably going to finish the workout. No, we remember the one, the one time we, we <laughs> had power no was, power yeah. and we still did the workout. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then it doesn't matter how you do in the workout, you're still going to finish it. And then that victory is going to translate to another victory later in the day. And then you're going to have, maybe that day you're going to have several victories, but it starts with the victory at the exercise. And for most Americans, there's no exercise. Like, you go weeks without exercising. And when you don't have the small victory, like there's there's no victory here, there's no victory there, there's no vic- and people are so passionate about CrossFit because you always win. You come here and you win every day, and it starts to work, and then you get excited about it, and you talk about it all the time, and people get on people's nerves because you're like, quit talking about CrossFit. It's a cult. And I was like, well, no, it's not. But he's like, yeah, y'all drink the same coffee. Y'all wear the same clothes. <laughs> so, yeah, it has everything. It has everything that a cults have. But it's not a cult. But it is. Yeah, I guess it is a cult. But Not really. Um, well, <laughs> not really. Somebody <laughs> asked me one time, have you drank the Kool-Aid? I'm like, you know that has too much sugar. I yeah. don't drink that crap. <laughs> but, but all in all, you know, CrossFit, um, I, I, it's so funny. I used to drive by here way before my journey started so we moved we moved to Athens um four years in September will be four years from Kaufman and so um I would drive by here the coffee sign is the first thing I noticed because I I am a lover of coffee I'll Mm -hmm. drink it black I mean I'll drink it anyway but I I do love coffee I love good I love good coffee and so um and then I I have always just kind of thought about CrossFit I, I don't know why, but I'll, I'll get to some of my story about now why I know I think about it. Um, but, I mean, I, I have, I drove by here thinking, I'm going to go there one day. I'm going to go there one day. And so, um, you know, I, I, I always say, I've, I've told you that, you know, perhaps I'd have came here first. My, the, my story might have been a totally different. You know, I, I, if, I just... I lost 100 pounds by nutrition only at first mm-hmm. because that's where I was at the time. I was, you know, I, I was desperate for, I needed a coach and I needed some emotional help. Mm-hmm. Now, flip side, I tell everybody, I'm like, you, just like you, you're a coach of fitness. I'm a coach of, you know, nutrition and health, emotional behaviors, things like that. And I say, my people have the hardest time in your industry. Your people have the hardest time in my industry. Yeah. And so I, I tell everybody, like, just move. Just move. If you 
if you always park at the front of the grocery store, park at the back or park the furthest or Mm -hmm. just trying to get them a little win every time so that something like this doesn't sound as overwhelming to them at that time. But I will tell you, it sounds like a, it sounds like people, like I've drank the Kool-Aid, but like everybody that I talk to wants to come to the gym with me. They're like wanting to drive and move here. Yeah. <laughs> they want to well, come to the gym on. with me. But because I love it, but, yeah. but it is a mentally, I had no idea what working out would do for me. I have, I have worked out in the past, but, but still in a, a real bad state. Mm-hmm. So, I, so it really wasn't, it probably was really keeping me afloat and I didn't even know it. Um, but this is different. The challenges are different. The coaching is mm-hmm. game for me. Just like Friday when I walked in here and I was, I thought to myself, because I didn't, I really did not know I was as competitive as I am. I had mm-hmm. no idea. But it, whenever I walked in here Friday, I thought, well, I'll just do, I'll just do CrossFit games. I'll do the scaled version. Mm-hmm. I could probably do it. And then, but your coaching said, no, you're not. Because then that would be going back when you need to you need to go forward. So it gave me goals for this year yeah. because of the coaching. And um, I did not get as far as I wanted to Friday, but but I have worked on pull ups every day since I've yeah since then because like that won't be my story next year. Absolutely. Period. <laughs> it's <laughs> not going to be try. my story. You have to try first. Yeah. You know and. So as an owner of CrossFit in for almost 10 years, 10 years this year, we, I w- would love no more when someone that's obese or that needs, med- has a medical necessity to work out and lose weight, that's my favorite client. So I would love for those people and every CrossFit gym owner across the world wants those people to come knock on the door because those people have the most to gain like they're going to lose a ton of weight they're going to change their life they're going to they're going to be your biggest advocate those are the members that i pray to get Mm -hmm. i love those members or i wish for those members more than like a really fit person coming and trying to be just a little more fit than they are now because they don't have as much to lose right and so you know a lot of people are oh i can never do that you know and 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 i know it's so damn hard to come in here because you know you do see people with their shirts off and doing muscle ups and and running 100 miles and all these things but i pray that that those people find us and and find just any other crossfit and it doesn't have to be crossfit but and I'm biased, but cro- you know, there's nothing better than CrossFit, in my opinion. Um, I agree. So <laughs> that's that's what we need. And we need more members, frankly. Yeah. Like, all gyms are hurting right now. Right. And most CrossFit gyms around me have closed. I was the original one in Van Zandt County. There's several popped up, and most of them have closed now. And the other one in Athens closed down the other day. And um, so we want you to come. We right. want you to come. We want your friends to come and come together or whatever. But just show up, and I promise you'll feel better. You're going to be sore, but that's just life. It you is know, That's life. growth. Right. And uh, 
it's like an antidepressant every day when you work out. And then it's that one step forward. It's that 1% better. You're taking one step towards your goals when you work out. If you don't, if you miss that day, you're taking a step back. Right. And what are your goals now? Well, we're, you know, everybody's approaching 40 or, you know, however old you are. If you're not a, a college athlete or high school athlete, your goals are like, well, let me, let me live my life where I can stay able to do everything that I want to do. Anything that I can dream about doing, I want to be able to do those things from now on. And I don't want to have to sit at home because I'm unable to do them because I'm too big or I'm too old or I'm, you know, grandmother shouldn't be able to go uh, water skiing or, or snow skiing. I'll just let the young people do that. Well, that's no fun. Right. All of our grandmas here go snow skiing. Yeah. <laughs> they better the than I can. I know. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. <laughs> they're awesome. But yeah, that's and that's it's like getting fit for life, and that's what we do. And we're we're not. There's no mirrors here. We're not. We're not a vanity based where we're flexing or you know wearing bikinis. Even though what we do will translate into look looking better in a bikini or whatever. But that's not the goal here, which is a superficial goal. Our goal here is not. Our goal is a legitimate one. And uh, well, I think that one of the best things, of course, all across of it, I I love. I love the community part of it. Um, you know, it 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 really does. Um, it war- it warms my heart to see people get better. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, if you can do better, just do better. You know, and I I love to see that. I love to see that. No matter what, if you're the guy with the shirt off we don't have any girls that take their shirt off here so i'm just saying if you're the guy with the shirt off not yet yeah (laughs) if you're the guy with the shirt off or you're not it doesn't matter everybody's treated equal everybody is encouraged everybody leaves here winning every single time and uh, i love that community part of it Uh, to me it's a safe it's a very safe place when you have a community like that that's Mm -hmm. healthy and, um, you know, I, I think I've told you before how much I appreciate, you know, if I walk into a class full of men, like you guys, you know, you honor the Lord, you honor your families, mm-hmm. uh, your your best interest is safety, all of those things. It's such a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can't speak for other gyms because I've never been. But the one I go to, the one I was called to is 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 wholesome. Mm-hmm. And we care about people. We care about people outside of this gym. I love that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Special Olympics community or, you mm-hmm. know, the special needs community. I love that. I mean, there's just so many things that, uh, I mean, you know, I believe everybody finds their place. And so, you know, with that being said, like all that, I didn't even know that about here. But that was my, a lot of that's my heartbeat. And so, you know, I've now I know. I'm like this gym was missing out because I wasn't here, mm-hmm. and I'm and that's not to be uh, puffed up or cocky, but like there is a place for me here because it's everything that I love. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I I encourage people to come all the time. I'm like, I I know what you're what you think you're you know what you think it is mm-hmm. is is not maybe that's not for you today. I mean maybe, I mean if it calls for a mile run and you can walk a half a mile come right you know it's okay we'd much rather you come and walk 
20 steps than not come, not show up at all. Yeah. I mean, I've been here 18 months and I've still walked at least 20 steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's another affirmation. Yeah. I'm like, um, today you're going to be really, really good at a 400 meter run. Okay. So go on and run the 400 meters. Mm-hmm. And then I, then whenever I get to the 400 meters, I'm like, you're going to be really good running back 400 meters. Or just act like somebody's chasing you. I did see a fox over here one day <laughs> back yeah. behind the gym. He distracted me a little bit. I thought, oh, he's really cute. Surely he's not going to come over here and snarl at me or anything. <laughs> I heard they only do that if they're rabid. Yeah. That, but I, I didn't know. ask. I didn't ask. So I, I will tell you that um, one of the reasons why I truly believed I was called here is I was a gymnast when I was a little girl. I had no idea CrossFit had a gymnastics background. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and so part of my emotional issues is I have a sexual abuse background. And so um, when I got here, I probably was here, I don't know, probably maybe a month, maybe maybe a month and a half. And um, on the board was handstand. Um, no, yeah, walks, handstand mm-hmm. walks. And so that's something that I had forgotten about when I was a little kid was I used to win all these contests at the gym. I would walk across the gym and turn around on my hands and walk back. I even swallowed two quarters one time because we had a concession stand and mm-hmm. I was going to get a pickle. I swallowed my money. So anyway. How'd you I don't, swallow your I don't. I had them in my mouth, which somebody told me not to put them in my mouth. And I did anyway. And I did handstands. And mm-hmm. anyway, I didn't die. Clearly, I don't. They might still They're be still there. there. I don't know. <laughs> Mm. I don't know, but you know, I, I did when I saw that, I even did a live over it because it touched me that much. I could not do, I mean, I could pretty much, I probably could do it now. I might could do one or two walks on my hands, Yeah. but, um, that's you'll, another thing. You'll be do. able to do them soon because yeah, yeah. we'll practice them and they're going to be in workouts, which when it's in a workout, it's practice, it's training, right? right? When the CrossFit Open, the games come around every year, that's the competition, right? Right. Or if you do something, some competition that we hold, that's the comp- That's where you're going to be competitive and try to win, right? But right. these daily things are just training sessions. So you got to practice and train, and you'll be able to do it. Yeah. I'm very I'm confident excited. you'll be able to do it. I'm excited about that handstand, but, I, but I, when I left here that day, I thought, you know, um, the Lord is so good. Like... Mm-hmm. He is restoring to me some of the things that were stolen from me as a child. And, you know, I probably won't stick quarters in my mouth and walk across the floor. But I think to myself, like, this this is something that, um, that, I, that I have, that I can do. And, or, you know, and I will, I will get that back. But anyway, so with that being said, those are the sort of things whenever I come in here and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. The Lord is so good to me. Like, I I adored. I won first in state. I don't know if it was one year or two years. I had to text my mother and ask her, is it really true that I won that? I forgot. Uh, first in state gymnast, floor gymnast. She's like, no, it's really true. You should have a medal somewhere. I'm like, oh, God, I've moved like 980 times. What's a floor gymnast? The one that does the dance? Tumbling. And mm-hmm. Okay. The, okay. Just Got tumbling. It. So let's switch gears for a minute, moment. Okay. If um, if I was if I had a hundred pounds to lose, or over a hundred pounds to lose, and I came to you, or I needed help, where do we start? Well, um, first of all, what I would 
what we would do is just kind of sit down and figure out like where uh, where you've been mm-hmm. and where you want to go um is it you know just like i said is it for a family picture is it for your health uh why why do you want to why do you want to lose 100 pounds um try to get down to some of those things mm-hmm. then we start talking about your habits um you know uh, a lot of times why do people why do people have a hundred pounds to lose though when we talk about why and what do we want to you had you had an abuse sexual mm-hmm. abuse mm-hmm. when you were a kid mm-hmm. did that have everything to do with your weight weight gain or did it have some of it um I, well i would say that some of the things that i did not deal with um was uh, i binged off of that but i also overspent Mm-hmm. Overdrank. I mean, all the things. Um, so, I was I was an emo- I was just not good emotionally and mentally, and so I behaved based off of that was a root issue. Those were that was a root issue, and so no, it's not the whole reason why. It was not the whole reason why mm-hmm. I was overweight. I made bad choices. I always say there was things that happened to me in my life that I had no choice over, but then there was a lot of things that. I, that I had a hundred percent choices over. Um, we worked a lot and so we ate out a lot, uh, which you can eat good eating out. You know, it, it, it's not always the best choice, but you can make better choices. We could have made better choices, but we did not. Um, and sugar, my gosh, we were so addicted to sugar. Now, now that I look back, you know, it was just constantly. And one of the things I didn't do is I wouldn't eat all day Mm -hmm. and then consume five, thousand calories between the time I got off work till I went to bed which you think on the surface if you don't eat all day you're losing weight right you're you're not consuming you're not consuming any calories and you think you you're doing well right and then you just you blow it in one sitting that probably expands your stomach and and makes then whenever you do get hungry again, it makes this emptiness feeling that you just constantly try to fill. Sure, sure. So it's not good to skip meals. No, it's not good to skip meals. Um, and and just bad, just bad habits. You know, drinking sweet tea or you know just things like that. That were totally those are those drinking are sweet tea. I mean, it's it's like a Southern Texas thing. Everybody it's thinks it's funny, but it's bullshit. It is. It's it not. Is. It's not helping you. It's giving you diabetes and it's making you fat. It, and yeah, it tastes great. It's candy. But look, we're 40 now. Stop eating candy. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Like, let's just stop with the candy. That's for kids. And right. it's not really shouldn't be for kids. But no. it's, this is, you know, why I came up with Van Zant coffee and started roasting coffee beans because I was, I was tired of drinking coffee black that tasted bad. I wanted a coffee that you could drink black that tasted good because black coffee has zero calories and zero sugar and it's, it is healthy for you. And I love it. And when you, when you, when you go to Starbucks or coffee shops, nothing against Starbucks or coffee shops or, you know, we supply a lot of coffee shops that I love. But most Americans drink dessert for breakfast. They right. drink a coffee with sugar and, or even if it doesn't, even if it says it's sugar-free, it's sweet. So your brain thinks it's sugar. So don't fall for like, oh, it's zero sugar. Anything that's sweet, 
any fake sugar out there is still sugar in your brain. Mm-hmm. So your your pancreas produces insulin, and then your cells get numb to the insulin receptors. So the so all that sugar or all that fake sugar, glucose goes and st- starts and forms new fat cells and makes you fat. The meat that you're eating, the vegetables, <laughs> that's not that's not making you fat. It's it's the sugar. So when we talk about sweet tea and we talk about your your daily your morning ritual of your f- mocha frappa latte with extra cream and and just a tablespoon of coffee <laughs> that's one of the biggest mistakes you can make is consuming sugar in drinks beverages mm-hmm. coke pepsi diet coke you know mountain mm-hmm. mountain dew coffee that's got a bunch of cream and sugar um and sweet tea and when you talk about your clients my client first thing i say stop drinking sugar Mm -hmm. stop drinking sugar Mm -hmm. that's the first thing we talk about so anyway let's go back well so what i what i usually do is i try to i try to find as far as a hundred pound loser you know i find out also too if they're a yo-yo dotter Mm-hmm. If they've bounced back and forth, back and back. Because to me. They bound to d- have done that, Yes, right? yes. Yeah. To me, um, when you are a yo-yo dieter, that is a clear indication of of an emotional behavior. Yeah. Because at one time, whatever you did, what whatever you did, you had some control. Mm-hmm. Because it's very simple math. Calories in, calories out. That's it. So it's very simple. Um. And I, even though I don't, I'm not really on a counting calorie thing. I'm just saying that that is a very simple thing. But you had control at one time mm-hmm. uh, to get a loss, and then you gained it back. You know, and I, I try to ask questions like, "Did something happen? You know, mm-hmm. did uh, did you have an injury of some sort where you went from just this high octane <laughs> to to sitting yeah. still? You know, whatever. There's there's a lot of factors into it, but most of my I would say that 90% of my clients or the people that I deal with, I encourage, whatever, whatever I come in contact with, are, it, it's been an emotional behavior. You know, we live in such a, a broken, wounded world, yeah. and people just don't respond off of it healthy. Um, and the, they adapt these habits, and then they, just like I said, what you don't, you know what you what you don't deal with you can't recover from Mm -hmm. because you don't you know so that's kind of the things that I go through at first like what are what are our habits what have have you tried what have you tried in the past how much have you know so a lot of us deal with pain with sugar because it makes our brain feel good and alcohol Mm -hmm. which makes our brain feel good Mm -hmm. makes us numb right so, like, you know, soldiers with PTSD, let them turn to alcohol or prescription pills. But a lot of Americans turn to the comfort mm-hmm. of eating and the feeling of being f- satisfied and the feeling that their brain starts to dance when they eat a banana or something with a lot of sugar in it, a Coke. It's the same feeling mm-hmm. that a heroin gives you uh, or any type of drug. Um so feel, trying to fill a void of something from your past or something that you went through is, I think, a big deal of why you, you've gotten big. And then it's just never dealing with it. And then years yes. of growth. Yes. Negative, <laughs> negative, negative growth, yeah. right? Like negative bad habits 
compound on top. Well, and, and I've, I've heard always there's five pain points. And I think one of them is, well, overeating, over-drinking, uh, coarse drugs mm-hmm. of, of any sort, um, overspending, and busyness. And so, yeah. and so I can look back, uh, back in 2013, um, 12 or 13, I, lo- I lost quite a bit of weight. I went to a weight loss center in Dallas and. I mean, they had a lot of pills and supplements, which was not good because I just wasn't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wasn't consistent at anything. So that really wasn't working either, you know? And so, um, uh, you know, I I can tell, I can look back on that time. I can see where those pain points all showed up because I wasn't dealing with root issues in my life. So when I wasn't eating, I was busy. When I wasn't busy, I was drinking. I never really did drugs or never did drugs. Not really bad. I mean, but whenever, you know, I can see where when I wasn't busy, I was shopping. Mm-hmm. I can see where those pain points, you know, and I'm not talking about shopping. I'm talking about ridiculous. I mean, when I started cleaning out my closet, I lost 50 pounds before I'd buy anything. It was really weird. I was, this time it was so different because I was like, I used to would lose 10 pounds. I go buy 20 new pair of pants. But I was like, mm. I'm, I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm changing my life. I'm, I'm determined. And um, I, had, I had jeans. I probably had 15 pair of jeans that were the same thing, same size. I had no idea. I, I was like, this is, clearly this is an issue. I don't mm. think we'll deal with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think we'll go back and deal with this. <laughs> I mean, God's like, I kept a running list, you know, about what. Mm-hmm. I, a whiteboard where I was like, yeah, I probably should deal with that and, and cross it off. Yeah, I probably should deal with that and cross it off. But And Justin and I were going through this at the same time. Listen, he is a saint. I'm mm-hmm. not kidding. He dealt with me. Yeah, I have I have put him, I have ran all over him and put it in reverse at first when we got married. Um, and, then, and then we went on this health, you know, this mission to get healthy and just there was no turning back. And um, we didn't kill each other, so I'm I'm thinking we've arrived. Like we're gonna we're gonna stay together for the rest of our entire life. <laughs> How did you get him on board with it? Because a lot of couples, one person gets healthy, and the other one kind of resents them and just refuses to sure get on the get on board. So <laughs> I hate to say the bandwagon, but really, yeah. yeah. The bandwagon. Um. Well, I, it wasn't his idea at first. Um, I kind of had already started changing my habits. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he got, you know, he's a team roper. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he was, he was big. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not being ugly when I say he was just really, I mean, I cannot believe he roped even then. I mean, he was big. And so um, he got, he got, he's this thrown off a horse bucked off a horse I don't know the real terms to make it look better or sound worse but anyway he got thrown off of a horse and landed face first in the dirt and he said I probably would have still got thrown off a horse if Mm -hmm. I was lighter but I would have had the agility to handle him but he said I didn't have any anything you know no nothing to fight back so um he, he was hurt and he just decided I, I think I might, I think I should, <laughs> I think I should reevaluate this. 
you know. So anyway, shortly after that, he kind of, you know, he started eating what I was eating and, you know, lean and, and greens and just, you know, paying attention to even even something like water intake, you know, never drinking water, but just, I mean, running to other things, all the other things we just talked about, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, and man, he lost he lost a massive amount fast and it's because his his habits were so bad you know it was so they were so bad so we both had pretty bad habits but so first thing is like why how'd you get this way what are you doing and then second what kind of habits daily habits to to get better or or that we were addressing yeah figure out what kind of habits you're doing like so a lot of pitfalls, times, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, people, we, we add so much to our food, you know, so I call them condiments basically, you know, I'm like, they are what they are. There's a lot of sugar, a lot of carbs and, and things that, you know, just really don't benefit you. Um, a massive amount of salt. I mean, people use a massive amount of salt. Salt is not bad, mm-hmm. but too much is really bad. You yeah. know, too much of um, anything is yeah. bad, but yeah, they don't drink water at all. You know, they'll they'll buy drop-ins to put in their water and, you know, yeah. and things like that. And I'm like, just drink water. Just drink water. <laughs> it doesn't have to be uh, exactly. colored or anything yeah. like that. And just drink the water. I have people sometimes come to me, like, especially, usually it's new newer people. And I'm like, make sure you're hydrated with water. And they'll say, got it. Got Pedialyte or Gatorade. Mm. I'm like, I'm I'm sure there's benefits to that. Like if you're laying in hospital bed and you want to drink some of that Pedialyte, get those electrolytes. Look, you don't need that. Mm-mm. Just drink water. Just drink water. And eat food. And, and you're good. Food. And you're good. And extreme negatives of drinking too much water, hypernatremia. It, every year there's going to be a kid, unfortunately, in Texas on a football field that dies from hypernatremia because people are saying, drink water, drink water, pound and water. And they're not eating. Right. All these kids, you can't monitor what they're eating at home. They're probably eating a bag of Cheetos. Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Or they're poor and they don't have food or whatever. And they're pounding water at football practice, sweating. It's hot. All the sodium leaves your body and your body goes into full cramp and convulsions. And you can you can die. Every year a kid or two dies. And every year a soldier dies from it. So that's extreme. It's called being waterlogged. Drinking water when you're not thirsty. But if you're thirsty, your body needs it. Right. Drink water. Drink water. Until you're not thirsty anymore and don't drink it. And and I tell everybody too, if you will if you'll just get a gain a habit of drinking those I mean, I prefer a more than sixty four ounces a day, but I'm also busy and talking all the time. So I need I need more water because mm-hmm. I'm thirsty. But, you know, eventually your body will, will get hydrated and you'll acclimate to that and you'll see a massive difference uh in your in your skin. In your, you know, in your, in your weight, in your skin, you know, that puffiness. I mean, like it's, there is, it's, it's the, it's the longest probably drink around. Like this is the (laughs) oldest drink here. That's the drink. Yeah. (laughs) Like let's, let's stick to the basics here. So water, water, yeah, water and black coffee. That's right. Water and black coffee. It's really (laughs) all you need. So I do ask people to like, you know, kind of, kind of touching back on how many, how many times do you eat a day? Like, what do you what are you, are, are you only eating once a day? Are you, you know, and then are you binging when you eat or, you know, to kind of, so that's kind of the things that we go over. Um, but if you, 
I, I have found, even with my own self, that the weight, tools, weight, whatever you do to lose weight, like that is, it's the encouragement and the somebody believing in you, somebody behind you, teaching you. Every day you're going to get up, and this is these are the things that you need to do today. Or and then I also need to know what you're grateful for. I need to know one thing you're grateful for. I want to know one thing you're going to intend to do today. What are you speaking of yourself today? You know, those are the things that kept me engaged. Because you know why? Because it changed my heart and it changed my head. And all the other stuff just followed behind it, you know. So that that is mainly what I do is is i'm i hate to even say i'm a cheerleader because some days i'm not a cheerleader mm-hmm. i'm like come on you know so that's the coach coming out in you yeah somebody. Like there's, there's a cheerleader and then there's a coach yeah and the coach says tells you stuff you don't want to hear yeah but you need to hear tough love right and it's hard <laughs> it's hard to do it it's hard um you know especially especially when you know people struggle so they struggle so hard in their mm-hmm. life. Um, you know, I always tell them, it, okay, so we're moving on from here. Oh, that was a bad choice. Own it and let's roll on. Don't excuse the bad choice. And don't eat. Don't not eat for six days because you made one bad choice. Okay, let's just roll on. Like, in at 5 o'clock. What are you going to do at 5 o'clock? You know, so... Yeah, the coach, the coach part of it is not as fun. Cheerleading is fun. But I always say I can't take, and it is, I'm sure you feel the same, I can't take, I can't take the credit for the success of them because it's ultimately their choices and they're changing, Yeah, which is the point. Just like I can't take, um, I can't take it for, you know, the guilt for the failure either. And I hate to say failure just because a lot of people are just not there. Like you, yeah. ha- you have to be there. Um. Whether you come, whether you come into a, um, a revelation from your health report, mm-hmm. or you see a picture, or you know you can't walk across the floor, whatever you know, like there is, there's got to be to me, there's got to be some point that's a revelation where you just say no more, I'm done, and uh, you change. As a coach, it's hard. It's hard being a coach. It's hard, hell. It's hard being a. I'm sure it's hard being a high school football coach. It's hard being any type of coach. But the coach in our business, I've got a list of people. Everybody that's quit cro- quit CrossFit Van Zant, and it's it's tremendous. I mean, there's six, mm-hmm. seven hundred people on there, at least. And I've got like two hundred members now, so I've got more people that have quit over the years than are still here. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard for me to take it, you know. But I'm typically, I make a hundred mistakes a day. Honestly, I do. But I keep trying, and generally I'm successful. I see that, and on the surface, it makes me sad. Every time somebody quits my gym, it it's I take it personal. I try not to. And I'm getting better at it every every day. I'm getting better. Uh, but I have people with a lot of success. A lot of those people give credit, some credit to me or our coaching staff in our gym, which is very kind and like we love to get that credit because it helps us. But I've also had people have a lot of success and give us no credit. Actually, 
actually say it was something else that they they were doing, which I know because they <laughs> don't, you know, because when they came here, they could barely walk. Now right. they're doing pull-ups. So I'm doing, we're doing something right here. And, and that's also okay, but it's not as flattering as somebody saying, well, thank you for your part, you know, yeah. give an ounce of credit. And I think that's just the type of person you're dealing uh, Is this person, uh, are they nice? Are they thoughtful? Or are they, um, I always try to give people credit if they've helped me. And I hope I do. And we had that conversation about Paula Lemon earlier. We have the most thoughtful person I've ever met in my life. Paula Lemon, she works out at 515 in Athens every morning. And she gave me a, a letter, and this is the f one of 50 letters she's given me, of thanks and telling me her story and just, you know, keeping me updated. And I've never met someone so thoughtful. I thought I was thoughtful before I met her, and now I realize I'm not thoughtful at all. I'm, I've got like 1% thoughtfulness. She's got 100. Um, but it's it's tough as a coach because it, it is emotional the success and failures, you just see them in front of your face all the time. Right. And I love what you just said. You said you can't take credit for the success, so you can't also take credit or take it personal for the failures. Right. And, um, well, you can't want it more for them than they want it for themselves. Yeah. Because no community, um, no workout, n nothing is going to hold them to them I love the shirt that we have it says me versus me yeah I say that a lot in affirmations I'm like you are your only competition your mind yeah. is your only competition today and yeah. you you have control over that yeah so I think you know in if they don't want it for themselves I realize life happens you know different seasons people come on different seasons and things like that and I'm was like where's your where's your home at you gonna come back or what you know yeah. so yeah, but and it, it's and it's normal. Yeah, different seasons. Yeah, I I think you know, and it, but but in my you know in my job in in my own life, I can really, I mean, I can speak from the successes in my own life or in my husband's life. Um, just you know, the weight was really nothing. It was everything, but it was nothing. You know, and once we started working on that emotional stuff, so Justin used to stay in the pulpit all the time. And that's one thing after we got healthy, we were like, or, you know, we were working on all the things. We were like, this is, I mean, this is, we were not really operating our best, ministering to people. And it wasn't because we were overweight. It was because we were overweight because we weren't dealing with root issues. Mm -hmm. And... You know, when you when you mow a weed, they come back. If you go out there and pull it up, I mean, it, it might not come back. But if it does, if you put some weed killer on, I mean, you know, you have to kill the root, or yeah. it will, or it will show back up. And so, we spend a lot of time and a lot of money on personal development, um, because I believe that's what keeps us in the game. Um, you know, just continuing to evaluate our own life before we try to tell somebody else how to live theirs yeah and um we've always been encouragers by nature um i'm going to say we've we've been very successful in business we've been very successful 
in marriage, even even when the strikes were against us, you know, we had a great child. Um, I mean, never gave us any issue, any issues at all. Um, but that was the one thing we we were not we could not get a handle on. And so, anyway, we we strive to not go back there. We used to. I was just talking to my friend the other day, and she is she's struggled with the same thing and now has gotten her health and she's running and going to the gym every day. She's, Mm -hmm. she's loving her. She is really living her best life. And, um, she said, um, she said, I I have a real felt, I have a real fear of being fat again, just, and then, so she sends me back affirmations every day. I will live a healthy life all my days here. I will make choices every day based off of, a healthy lifestyle so she's just taking that word completely out of her vocabulary and just trying to acknowledge the fear and get it away so uh, you know I think that's probably a lot of a lot of people struggle what when someone says they're fat and happy what what do you think about that well I, I just I've, I've been a smart ass before and just said what's your secret <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I've talked to thousands of people, and that is not the case. That's a lie, right? I it's mean, a lie. That, that's a lie you're telling yourself. It is a and lie. It's not superficial. It, that losing weight and running, going for a run, going to the gym. I mean, it can be superficial in in how you do it, but people, a lot of people, I talk. I'm too busy. I've got kids. I've got. A, I'm trying to make a living. I have a job. My property tax is going up. Uh, you know, I have to. My kids have this weird ass homework now that I can't figure out how to do, and I'm staying up late helping them with that. My kids are playing 60 different sports. I'm taking them here and there. I don't have time to to work out. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to eat healthy. I don't have enough money to do those things. CrossFit is $140 a month. I can't afford it. I can't afford to eat grass-fed beef. I have to eat McDonald's or I have to buy the ground beef at Walmart in the big tube that has God knows what in it or a hamburger helper. That's the things I hear all the time, mm-hmm. and and I get it. Uh, but there's usually there's other issues than that, and I think... There's more benefits than looking better naked. Looking sure. better naked is an awesome benefit to, to exercise. But that is so small of the percentage of what you gain from from being healthy that it, it, you don't even care about it anymore. Right. You talked about earlier about people having their shirts off. All right, full disclosure, we don't have our shirts off <laughs> up here a lot, okay? No. Every once in a while when it's really hot, I take yeah. mine off if I'm comfortable with the people in class. If it's somebody news in class or somebody's going to take it the wrong way, we don't take them off. We do have women sometimes that take off and have a sports bra on, and that's considered a shirt off for a lady, by the way. I've never seen that. Well, sometimes some women do it. My One of my greatest victories, I've had people lose 100 pounds. That's one of my greatest victories I've had. Multiple members lose, stop having to take blood pressure medicine and other types of uh, daily medicine 
which saves them money and you know the fact that they have to remember to take a pill every day that is also huge the third thing the third thing is um the third thing is sorry the FedEx guy just came in and <laughs> yelled my name in, in the office uh, <laughs> Kevin's yes. like, <laughs> Kevin's like, no, sir, no, sir, I'm not, yes. no. Uh, see, uh, <laughs> the third thing, though, is I have people come in that are ashamed of their bodies, and they have zero confidence. Mm -hmm. They have zero confidence in their self. They have zero self-confidence, and they have zero confidence talking about themselves or whatever. So there's been a big win for me when someone goes from wearing only basically a like a full burqa you know like uh, full full sleeves you know pants covering their neck you know covering everything basically to working out with a short sleeve shirt on showing their arms mm -hmm. that's confidence building and then you have you have some people that join that are in abusive relationships they're in a marriage that they hate their husband's abusive to them or their wife is treating them like shit and they get some confidence here and right. they start to build and they might end that relationship which is not the norm but like I want people to be happy and when you start to exercise and you feel good about yourself man you start to perform in other ways and it, it's life-changing I agree. I, I do think um, you show up completely different. You show up, um, you know, I, I get to speak a lot just because I have a team. But I can I can tell in myself in my in my presentations and how I'm confident. I mean, it, it, it's just it's evident when people start doing things for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, working out, you know, just like you said, mentally, it just clears me so much where I can actually kind of put my, I don't even like to talk before I get here. You would think when I walk in the door, you know, it's rainbows and unicorns. I've already had 10 conversations, but I have not had one. Mm -hmm. In fact, Justin likes to ask questions early in the morning. And I'm like, I'll be back in one hour. I'll talk to you in a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll text you on the way home. Yeah. You know, not texting, driving. Just I'll take, I'll voice text. Right. Um, but, I do. I do think you show up so much different. And I also think, too, when you gain that kind of confidence, just like talking about having a bad marriage, like like a lot, sometimes, not every time, sometimes, though, it that confidence helps restore and repair Absolute, some of that stuff. Absolutely, yeah. And I can tell you now, like our marriage is so different um, because we, we t because we, w like, the reason I lost weight was for my health. The reason why I stay healthy is for Alicia. Mm -hmm. I'm worth it. Justin's worth it. And so when we have that, when we believe in ourselves and we come together, it's like power. It's like powerhouses. You know, you you have enough confidence to to withhold. And some days I'm not a hundred percent, but he is. And then some days he's not, but I am. Mm -hmm. And so it just if you're not if neither one of you are good it's really hard if if you're abusive to a spouse you're not good either whether right. you're working out or not oh, absolutely and so you know when you come together 
um, just with that confidence. And I feel like you, it's purposeful. Like you can conquer a whole lot of stuff. You get a lot done. Yes. Yes. I was going to say too, I was going to touch a little bit about um, your wife talking about coaching. Mm-hmm. Your wife is probably, everybody here is phenomenal coaches. Everybody here has a different style of coaching. She probably has been one of the um, the most authoritative coaches in my life without saying a word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, you know, in July when I decided I was all or nothing, I mean, I was, I was in, I, I told nobody that was my decision because, see, I was not real good about confronting things. So for me to say out loud that I was cherry picking and not coming on those days. I mean, y'all knew, but I didn't say it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I wasn't taking ownership, but when I decided I'm taking ownership, like this is, this is it. I'm, I'm really going to, this is the lifestyle I'm really going li- to live. And, um, I struggled really hard because things come up, you know, it's like I made that declaration and something would come up and I was like, no, I'm, I'm sticking them. I'm sticking to it. I almost had the same kind of revelation, the shift that I did whenever I decided I'm getting healthy period. I don't want to die. And so, um, about two weeks into that declaration, I mean, I was struggling. I was struggling cause I was doing things that I wasn't comfortable with and I wasn't good at. And I don't remember what we were doing, but I know it was five rounds of something. Mm-hmm. It was not an easy situation or easy workout, um, and about round three, I thought, I don't know if I can do this, and so she, I just looked at her, I said, why is it so hard today, and she just stood there, <laughs> I know you can see her saying this, she's like, you've done so many hard things in your life, and um, she said, this is not hard for you, you've already done round three, I mean, and I stood there, and she said, you don't like to be uncomfortable, that's what's wrong with you. You can do it. You don't now. If you're if you're done, you can be done. Well, I mean, here's where that competitive comes out in me. I'm like, oh hell no, I will I will die on round five, but I'm doing it. You know, I'd already mm-hmm. made a declaration, so I cried all the way home, yeah. and I thought to myself, she's right, she's so right. But honestly, she really addressed a pattern in my life that I I had I really had no idea when I started analyzing I thought things I, everything has come pretty easy for me for the most part until it got hard and I had to really work mm-hmm. and then I quit every time every time I was like by god I am not I am not quitting this time and so she like really her coaching just really set it really set me free from patterns I'd had my whole life and I had no idea now on my way home I was like yeah this is this is about right this is about what I do this is about when I quit I didn't tell anybody a declaration for one which I think that's not good I think you ought to tell somebody I think you ought to be accountable yeah and then uh and then the second part of that was you know I was uncomfortable it did not feel good I did not cherry pick that workout that day and I would have (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, um, her coaching, uh, has been very powerful, the quietest and the most powerful in my life. She's the best. She is the best. She, uh, 
Yeah, she she coaches me up at the house like that. I mean, I'll be down on something and she'll say something like that. And I obviously love her um, tremendously. Um, she is the best. She's the best coach. No she doubt. Is. She no is. doubt. Well, the Lord really used her that day because those were things that were holding me up. Even even in the success, you know, yeah. I, if 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 this is what I'm good at, I'm not talking about CrossFit. I'm talking about encouraging people and mm-hmm. and living this uh, attraction. I'm talking about attractional lifestyle, not by looks, but just like I want people to say, "What did you do? I want I want what you have." Part of, most of it, all of it is the joy of the Lord. Like that, mm-hmm. that's where it starts. But the other part is, is you better be freaking coachable. Yeah. I mean, above all, be coachable, be accountable. That's it. Coachable and accountable. And with those two things, I really believe that you can heal from a whole lot of stuff. Um, being open and, and being able to address things. Um, and, and you need to take them step by step. There's no way I could have dealt with all that stuff at one time. So, you know, I dealt with some things and then I came here because this was the second part of my journey and yeah. I, I was just supposed to be here. And then, and then I was, de- and then I started dealing with other things. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's going to be other things that come up. Well, like this last week, I mean, the second week of the games, I felt like I freaking killed it. I mean, you, you couldn't, you couldn't have pushed me down. I mean, I was I was on the top all yeah. week long because I finished it. You know, and that was yeah. something that was such an accomplishment for me. Then I saw that third workout and I was like, <gasps> oh, crap. Mm-hmm. yeah, already know. But immediately, see, in my mind, I was already like backtracking and thinking, I'll just do this r- workout because I can probably do this. But it wasn't about finishing. It was about doing what I could do. For me, it was about doing what I could do. And then also, it gave me goals, and like I have something to work towards mm-hmm. for the next time. Uh, the old Alicia would have said, "I'm out. I'm not going to do that last workout because I already know I can't make it past one or two. But I really got farther than I thought I was going to get. So there you go. Yeah. But th- those are some of the patterns that I f- or some of the things that I've dealt with even since coming here. Um, you know, in in my life, and so I, I'll keep working on them. I just took a test. I'm starting a new. It's called a, ma- a mastermind class tonight. Mm-hmm. I just took a test. It told me where I was really good and where I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Justin took it also, and he said, "Man, they pegged you, but they had me. They had me a hundred percent wrong." <laughs> and then when I read his, th- when I read his, I was like, "Man, they pegged you, didn't yeah. they?" And he's like. <laughs> So that's funny. Just working to get better. Yeah. And um, so I've, I've been, you know, I was an athlete in high school and, and in college at West Point. I was everybody was an athlete. And then and then I was in the army and then I started the gym and I was a firefighter. So I've never had an issue with weight. I will say that I used to hate running. Tremendously. And I've talked about this on a podcast previous, but. The first time I ran two miles was at West Point. I always I ran a mile before that, and I remember used to I used to run around the track at the Canton High School, and I'd want to vomit, and it was terrible. You know, you feel like you either either gonna poop your pants or vomit, right? So most people hate Both running. Bad. Most people hate running because it's you feel sick when you do it, mm-hmm. 
and your sh you know shin splints or whatever pain you have. But there comes a time when your cardiorespiratory endurance gets to a certain point to where you don't, when you go for a run, A, you don't want to vomit, and B, you don't want to poop your pants, and C, your legs don't hurt tremendously, but you can run a little ways. Well, then you start to develop this side cramp, the side stitch, right? We call it the mayonnaise cramp. Mm -hmm. That happens to people. That's debilitating to people. They're like, damn, why does my side hurt? Well, then you get into a certain amount of shape, and that goes away. So now running becomes a thing where you can go for a run, and you can clear your head and think just like you would when you mow the grass or you take a shower or you drive your car. You can listen to something, and you can retain it. You can think clearly about goals or you know, through hard decisions, and running becomes one of the most enjoyable things ever. When I, when I got to West Point, we had just the Army physical fitness test. It's two minutes of push-ups, two minutes of sit-ups, and a two-mile run. I failed the first one. I failed the time. And I was like, how the hell did I fail this thing? Because I gave up. You know, it hurt. And I was like, oh, this is so far. Well, then we trained, and I was able to I pass it with flying colors every year for the next 10 years after that. And got to where my sophomore year... I was so beat down because West Point's like prison. It's they don't let you leave. It's a job, and when you're first there, they treat you like complete crap, and it's hard. And they said we need some people to go run the Marine Corps Marathon, marathon in Washington D.C. And if you go run it, we'll give you a free weekend away in in Washington D.C. <laughs> so I was like, sign me up, get me out of here. Thank you. So I ran. I went and ran a marathon with no training. Of course, we'd run in the Army a couple miles here, a couple miles there. And I finished it with my best friend, Patrick O'Connor, from Philadelphia. Uh, still my best friend. Uh, we ran it together, five hours and 25 minutes. During the race, we got a chili dog. We got we stopped at the Miller Lite tent and got a couple of beers. <laughs> ran by the White House, you know, all the stuff that I've never seen. You know, that yeah. I, of course, I've been to D.C., but, you know, it's just different. We ran, we ran a marathon, 26.2 miles. And enjoyed the hell out of it. And then we got a free weekend. We got to go hang out with his, his high school buddies at you know different universities and acted like a real college kid for once. And um, that right there, I just developed a love for it. And, you know, I've ran a few, you know, multiple marathons since then. Every year, Canton has a half marathon. I run it no matter what just because I love in my hometown event. I don't care about my time. I don't care about coming in first place or in my age division. I could care less. My deal with running is starting it, enjoying the the run, and finishing no matter what. And it's something that started out that was so daunting to me is, is, is running, and I hated it because it made me feel like crap, is now one of my favorite pastimes. And it's just like exercise. Exercise and CrossFit. Your first CrossFit, my first CrossFit workout, I was in the Army. I was in shape. I was Ranger qualified. I did, I did 21, 15, 9 deadlifts and push hand-release push-ups. And I think I used 225. And I tried to beat my buddy Luke Bondi who was doing it. It was at Fort Hood. Afterwards, I went outside and I threw up everywhere. And then my back was so sore 
that I had to take about two weeks and had to go see a chiropractor. Like, I thought I was injured, and it was just CrossFit. It was because it, 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 like, punches you in the face because your body, I don't care what you've been doing. I don't care if you're playing in the NFL and you come to CrossFit Van Zandt. The first few workouts are going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. You just have to get through them. Just survive. Yeah. And keep coming back. And then, because then you get in this incredible shape and you start doing these things. But everything, I don't care if it's Zumba or, <laughs> you know, Billy Blank's Tybo. Everything at the beginning sucks. And it's, it's hard. But you'll get through it. and You'll see, you'll see more benefits than you'll, than you'll yeah. see the negative. Right. Oh, and if you stick with it, Justin ran that half mar. Justin ran a half marathon. Yeah, Canton. yeah, he did. And uh, he he did well. He loves to run. Um, I'm I'm loving to run. Right. You're not. I'm loving to run 400 meters at a time. Yeah, and you're gonna get there. Yeah. You're You're gonna get there. Um, let's talk about quitting stuff for a second. Okay. Quitting. Everybody quits something, and you feel bad about it, right? When you quit, you feel bad about yourself. It's just common knowledge. I wanted to quit West Point. I remember I called my dad, and I was like, Dad, I'm coming home. I'm going to quit. It's just too hard. I'm going to fail anyway. And, uh, and you know, he said, hey, son, that's fine. That's fine with us. Don't, you know, don't. Uh, are you sure, you know, and it's whatever. And then that night I went to my TAC officer, and I got the circ, and I have the separation paperwork, please. You know, he sent me a stack of a stack of paperwork, you know, t- four inches high. And I th- he said, you got to fill all this out, bring it back tomorrow. And I went back to my room and my homework, my homework that evening was still a stack of paperwork, but it wasn't that high. So I just decided to do my homework again and not fill out that. P- and because I had four F's and two D's. I come from Canton, Texas, went up there. I was like Forrest Gump up there. All my roommates were they're gen- literally geniuses like 1600 on their SAT went to some private academy I mean just the smartest people I've ever met and I'm literally have to get tutored every single day just to pass so anyway at some point I decided just to it was too much work to quit so I just stay there <laughs> and uh I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't quit I'm so glad I didn't quit because who knows where I'd be it and then I remember sometimes in the army, like training up for ranger school, we'd be on these five mile runs. And if you've ever running for time is something I hate, uh, something I have to keep a certain pace. It's brutal. I remember wishing, hoping I would step in a hole and break my leg. I'm serious. It's crazy, but I was praying I was going to step in a hole on this run and break my leg. So I wouldn't have to keep going. I'd have an excuse to quit, and I wouldn't feel bad about it. But he just kept going. I said, "And I'll quit. I'll quit this tomorrow. You know, I'll just quit this tomorrow. And if you keep saying you'll quit tomorrow, you just basically what you're doing is taking it one day at a time. And that's then you, you know, you then wake up one day and you're done. It and it's uh, it's being uncomfortable. It's being uncomfortable." Finding comfort in being uncomfortable is what separates you, separates somebody that's sick to, to being normal, being well, right? And what separates the people that are normal from being like fit or ultra fit? It's, it's your ability to take 
the uncomfortable like to a to a different level and and put continual progress something that having a coach will get you because everybody has a solo flex or a bow flex at the house right everybody has everybody's got a everybody's got a treadmill everybody has everybody has uh p90x on dvd everybody has a membership to anytime fitness right but you're only going to go you're rarely going to go past your comfort zone but when you have a coach like at crossfit or with dash health and wellness when you have a coach they're going to propel you and push you and find out and help you get to the next level where that uncomfortable feeling is not so unbearable and they'll give you a community to like hey let's be accountable to each other and let's you know and that's what that that coach gets you there and then when you have a community you have the coach and you have the other people the peers next to you doing the same thing you look to your left and right and say well they're doing it just like in the army you're like you get your buddies next to you and you're like okay they're doing it. i need to do it no who i'm scared right but let's let's do it together, and that it's it's, a, it's it it's changes amazing. everything. Mm-hmm. It does change everything. Um, just the coach, you know, talking about quitting. Um, I'll Justin, Justin didn't rope for seventeen years, and um, and that it was circumstances. I mean, you know, it's it's not cheap, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we were building businesses, and we had a little kid, and all all the things. Uh, he he was not in great shape either, you know, so. He just, it, it just became less and less of a, of a priority. And, um, and so when McKay went to college, he got back into roping. And do you know that I think out of 12 steers, he turned 11, hadn't been on a horse in 17 years. And he told me, he says, because in my mind, I never quit. Mm-hmm. And my mind, I never quit. With circumstances, I couldn't do it at the time, but. Never quit, and he hasn't stopped since. I mean, he's he's killing it now, you know, and going all the time. He practices and has a great time. He he ropes some mm-hmm. and, and ropings, but um, more I say some. He he ropes pretty much every weekend, mm-hmm. <laughs> not just some. But he he loves it. But he loves that community too, you yeah. know. And and um, I'm so proud of him um, getting back in that game, never giving up on a dream, uh, never quitting, you know, to to just throw away something that he had passion for and, and loved. And so that, that was one thing, you know, I, I said how we consider selling my house. Somebody asked me one day and they're like, where are you, where would you, where, where are y'all moving? Are you going to move close to McKay? I'm like, heck no, I'm not leaving that gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what? You don't think there's another one? I said, not for me, not today. So I, um, it, it's, it's, this, I I don't want to say it was the finisher because I'm definitely not done with all the things that I'm going to do in my life. But this was, you know, it's been it has been a game changer, a life changer for me to come in. I I mean I was an athlete as a little kid, and then just didn't didn't do anything for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to come in and and progress in my mind as fast as I have in a short amount of time just because I had a had a mental change it's not physical you know you said you didn't train for a marathon and you ran one you yeah. can you can do it 
Um, you can do it. You can do anything. You can do it. Yeah. You can do anything that you want. I think we, you, me and you were talking about this the other day. If, if someone had, had a gun, and this is extreme, but if someone had a gun to your head or your family, pointing at your family, you can do anything. You can do anything. So, like, why aren't you doing it? Right. If you truly want it and, like, what's holding you back from doing it? Right. And, and I, I will say, if it was left up to me on a solo, uh, you know, if I was dependent on myself to come – to do this or to lose weight or to, you know, spiritually dig down and, mm-hmm. and try to change things that maybe were given to me generationally or, or trauma or heal from trauma, you know, just all those things. If I was trying to do that by myself, um, I, I mean, I can't, I don't, I, I wouldn't have been at a spot. I couldn't depend on myself. Mm-hmm. I was not in good. I was not in good health. You can't, you can't depend on yourself, you know? And so now I have, um, now I see the worthiness in myself that I can depend on myself. Like I'm a, I'm going to be here. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily here, but present yeah. in, in my life. And, um, you know, so it, it, it's been, it's been, it's been a really neat journey. I never dreamed I would be this far. But part of that was the pattern of quitting. Mm-hmm. I never dreamed I would be this far. Never dreamed that I would dream about stuff that I thought were um, ridiculous 10 years ago. In fact, taking that test the other day, I was like, man, I know they have me pegged on a few little dramatic issues I have in my life, but um, I'm so glad I did not take this five years ago. <laughs> I'd be in the red on everything. You know, I was like, gosh, yeah. I've come a long way, you know. And so um, – but what I do love is I love the accountability that other people, um, that, that's been a game changer for me and Justin, um, being accountable to other people and, and stay in, because we do have bad days, you know, in our heads sometimes. And, and when those days rise up, I just think about all the people that have gained so much hope from our story and where they are in their life. I'm like, I can't, I can't go there. I mean, even though I want to, I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. So it does keep it does keep us accountable and uh, and coachable, you know, because we're you you're gonna always change. You can always change. All right. So how does someone get a hold of you? Well, um, you can. Well, you could find me here at six a.m. Monday uh, through Friday, CrossFit Van Zant. if you want to come here, but if you would like to get, get a hold of me, they are not paying me to say this really. I'm, I am just here. No matter if you pay it's me or not pay me. Dollars, um, yeah. actually, but I do, uh, I have a Facebook, public Facebook, Justin and I both do, um, Alicia Munden and Justin Munden. And then you can also catch me on Instagram and, uh, we're public. So we're, all of our stuff is out there. You can message me. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll meet up somehow, whether it be phone call or zoom or in person, something like that. And you you can be their coach. I can be their coach. I can help them. Um, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily have to, uh, I, I like to talk to people no matter what the outcome is anyway. And so I love to hear other people's story and, um, you know, I, I try to, I try to encourage people. Don't be ashamed of your story. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the comebacks, 
is a whole lot more than where you were. So, and, awesome. And I and I do say I do say as a believer for myself, it it it's a responsibility of mine to share. You know, not from a victim standpoint where I have been, but you know, just living in a in a, a wholesome life based off of that from the changes that I've made. I I have all the tools. I mean, biblically, I have all the tools. So, I mean. And when you when you when you've taken care of yourself, you can take care of more people. Absolutely, the capacity that you have to take care of people uh, grows with your health. And and you know, I tell everybody, it, it's your job to pay that forward. It's your job to, um, you know, just. I mean, I'll just use CrossFit as an example, but you know, even with what I do. You know, if you, you love it, if you're passionate about that stuff, you know, bring some people with you along the way. Mm-hmm. And listen, there's going to be skeptical people everywhere. They're, they're yeah, always oh yeah. going to think, well, I know it worked for them, but is it going to work for me? Well, the answer is yes. If you work for you, it's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. So. And there's a, you know, whatever program you do, there's, there's a thousand reasons not to show up every sure. day. You, your kids, you know, you. Your knee hurts, your back hurts. You know, today is, you know, my cat's birthday. <laughs> you can tell yourself so many things that, to not show up and do the work, but it's uh, a coach makes it a little easier. Yeah. And gives you, say, keeps you on track, makes you motivated. And in your case, find the root cause of the things that we may not be going into all that at CrossFit. You know, we're, we might be the second step to a lot sure. of your clients and sure. um and then the kind of the maintenance let's maintain mm-hmm. and ke- and keep growing and keep it keep it off and stuff but yeah keep keep growing and and developing every single day something better when you get good at one thing you roll on it's time to do something new or you know like pull up so the next time i speak on this podcast it'll probably be one year mm-hmm. crossfit games Okay. I, I need I need them to have at least one pull up on there. They will, I'm sure. Yeah, they will. It was really fun. I I, I mean I I really thank y'all for really encouraging me to, to go on and I don't care about my time. I don't care. I did care about my score whenever I was able to accomplish it that day. But even even when I left on Friday, I thought you know this is this is just so it was fun to me. It was fun to be a part of it. It was fun to. Um, you know, just the judging, the encouragement, yeah. getting to know that other person that you're judging. That was fun. Well, when they get to the actual, the games this year, it'll probably be on ESPN or CBS and sports or something like that. And uh, you'll know that you were in the first round. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? I was in the first round. <laughs> which I like. I've never been in the first round. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, in the, the sport of fitness, which is, is cool. So. Well, thank you so much for being on. I enjoyed it. I love doing this. Uh, And I'm like, I got to do more of these. Yeah. Um, Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I hope if you're listening out there that if you think, if you were in Alicia's spot a couple of years ago or you have way to lose or you're thinking about getting in in shape for any reason, contact Alicia or Justin, contact us, uh, CrossFitVanZant.com. And I'm Sam Dean and Alicia Munden and her husband, Justin. Phenomenal coaches and good people. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And we will see you later.
Bye-bye. Bye.